Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. With me today, I have Cami Travis-Groves. She's recovering graphic designer, now a transformational coach for creatives. Her third book is coming out next month, and she has a podcast called Deep Dive Coaching for Creatives. She calls herself a good juju spreader. I have Diane Helbig. She's the founder of Helbig Enterprises. She serves business owners and professionals who want to realize better outcomes, and greater happiness. She is an author and has the podcast Accelerate Your Business Growth. I have Jim Lee. He's a financial futurist at Stratfy. He has 30 years experience, and he is the author of the book Foresight Investing, A Complete Guide to Finding Your Next Great Trade. The question I have for the three of you today, how many times do you try and stay in touch with a friend before giving up? This is a tough one. Diane, you offered to kick us off. Ball's in your court. So I have to say, honestly, that when I, I saw this question, I thought to myself, um, you know, I don't have trouble staying in contact with friends. I struggle with friends who I'm the only one making the effort. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. And oftentimes I go way too long being the only one making the effort before I just say, OK, you know what, I'm going to stop and I'm going to see what happens here. I got this question and I thought, oh, me of all people, I grew up not having any friends. I, I was the new kid in school every year, sometimes twice a year. Too. I was the nerd that the nerds picked on. I had no friends. And so I oh. think, am I the person to talk about this? But then I think of my friend group and, and it's small, I am the glue that holds it together. And I'm the one who has the gatherings. I'm the one who... And I'm okay with that. I Some of my friends I haven't seen in a couple of years because of the pandemic. And I'm okay with that. I know if I say, hey, we're getting together, come if you're able, they're happy to. Mm-hmm. So to answer the question of how many times should you reach out before you give up on the, uh, it depends. What's the nature of the relationship? How, how firmly um, bonded are you? How much do you mm. trust the other person in in the friendship? My best friend and I, I haven't seen her, I think, since August. That's okay. Mm-hmm. She knows I love her. I know she loves me. And um, when we're able to, we get together. Jim, I feel like you're good at this because you and I and our spouses, we get together. We both, we're friends. Yes. We live right, close. Right, right. And I feel like you're good at this. Like you reach out to me pretty consistently. Well, well I think the important thing about our friendship is that we both reciprocate, mm. right? And, and that's important to keep things going when we're talking about how often do you reach out to someone else. But sometimes people are reaching out to you and you need to respond to them. I'm still kind of working at this whole question, you know, how many times do you reach out to someone before you kind of give up? And one of the things that I did was during COVID, I just gave everyone a pass. Like I forgave everyone for whatever, you know, I wasn't really keeping count. Uh, at this point, though, it's kind of been a year we've been getting back together, and my number is like three times mm. at this point, if you want a really direct answer. I think, I think, Cammie, to your point, for me, if I reach out to someone and they're like, oh my God, I'm so glad to hear from you. Let's get together. Let's do something. And I'm the one that always reaches out. Okay, that's one thing. But if I reach out and I kind of get the lukewarm, oh, hey, good to hear from you. Oh, yeah, no. Then yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. never mind. Or if I don't get any response at all. So there's different levels for me, I think. The- so you get points for enthusiasm. Is the 
Yes. It's also when when we say that we have a gut feeling about something, somebody gives us a lukewarm response. Our brain is is reading the the manuscript of what that person just said, but our intelligent gut, our hundred million neural cell gut, is saying, uh, "You know better." <laughs> and a lot of times we we dismiss that gut knowing. You know, you just know. Mm-hmm. You know when it's starting to fade. You know when it doesn't feel good. You know when. It's exhausting to continue to put out the effort. It's up to you to to do a little self-check to find out if you're spending more energy than you're getting back from the relationship. Exactly. You know, Cammie, when you were talking about that, I was realizing that the people in my life who I have been the one who was always the, you know, let's do the instigator, the instigator, the one who was always Mm -hmm. calling are also people who I, I sort of had this codependent, like I felt like I was responsible for them. They needed to Mm -hmm. be taken care of. They needed someone to pull them into whatever was going on, Mm -hmm. you know? So it was codependent. It was never really going to work. That's an energy drain on you. Yeah. Yeah. And now I know people who, you know, I could have done the same thing, but I've learned from it. And so now I just go, okay, you know what? Not my circus, not my monkeys. You (laughs) I, you know, You'll miss it, but you'll yeah. miss a good time, whatever, not mine. Yeah, kind of uh, like when you go through every so often, you go through your your clothes or your, I don't know, your Tupperware and you go, you know, this is this is more effort than it's worth to keep. Yeah. So right. you you call where you need to, but if you're oblivious to how much energy you're spending doing that, uh-huh. can you be helped? Can it be helped? You gotta be intentional. Oh, we have a visitor. Oh, yay. <laughs> I think the flip side of this conversation too, is if someone is reaching out to you and they are always energy drain, like they only reach out to you when they absolutely have a crisis. That's what people reach out to me who aren't my friends who think they are. They have a crisis and they need something, you know, letting those drift away by responding less empathetically with less energy. Should we just say, I can't do this. If you want to have my energy, you have to pay me. Or do we let them drift? those things take care of themselves. If it's actually actively harmful, you can say, uh, you know, I, I feel like, I, you know, I'm putting more energy into this relationship than, than it's worth to me. But if it's just meh, it'll go away on its own. It'll take care of itself. Hmm. So I've had situations where I've said to someone, look, this is a lot of energy for me and I get paid to do this kind of work. So if you want this kind of support for me on this kind of regular basis, then we need to talk about that. And the response was, no, I just want you to be my friend. And then I have to say, friendship is a two-way street and this yeah. isn't that. And those yeah. conversations are hard. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. At any time you confront anything uncomfortable like that. Yeah. That's, that's outside of our comfort zone. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's going to be trickier because you're a professional coach. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it probably gets a little bit hazier between coaching and friending. And I don't know how you guys handle that. I, I had a client and as we were working together, she actually said to me, you know, I'm really looking forward to the day when we aren't in this relationship because I really would want to be friends. I can really mm-hmm. see us being friends. And we are, we, we don't work together anymore. We have developed an incredibly good, close friendship and so that's where our relationship was supposed to go that's interesting Mm -hmm. you know 
I had that happen to me. Someone met me at a conference I was speaking at and they said, oh my gosh, we're, I can just see us being really good friends. And, um, we're not, <laughs> uh, she's at one place in her life. She's at one level of, of, you know, internal growth and I'm at a different level. Yeah. It just mm -hmm. wasn't a good match. <laughs> that I find difficult. You know, when people are just all about it, we need to do things together. We need to get our spouses together and do things together. I'm thinking, mm, I'm not feeling that. I yeah. feel like it's a little bit easier to go from have being clients or being in a working relationship to being friends. I don't think I've ever had it go the other way successfully. Like starting out as like friends a personal relationship clients? and yeah. be going the other way. I think that's yeah. harder. I've never had that happen. Jim, I think you have. We've had a couple of conversations. I, I have. And some people don't go there. You know, they do that, particularly when it comes to money. Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't had any issues yet, you know, knock on wood. I feel like with when it comes to money, and this is just my personal like, thoughts mm -hmm. about it, is that I would rather trust someone I know personally with my money than some random stranger that I got on like E-trader. You know, it's always easier to return the phone call when they're your friends. Yeah, mm. that is true. Mm -hmm. And money yeah. is such a loaded, emotionally and energetically loaded topic. I, I would agree with you, Robin, that it it would help to know to know someone. I know a lot of financial advisors who are very very forward and very smarmy. And I'm thinking, I don't trust you for that. I can throw you. And what you're doing here is not establishing a friendship. What you're doing is trying to sell me. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a totally different topic altogether. But um, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I see that. Well, yeah. that is our 10 minutes. I appreciate you guys having this difficult conversation with me. I know that friendships and two-way streets and whether you reach out or whether you don't is really complicated. So thank you for spending 10 minutes with me having this conversation. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon.